Welcome to the Coaching for Leaders podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dave Shep. Today we're going to be covering a range of topics on leadership, life purpose, goals, and what you're doing in your life to be happy. I'm a business coach, life coach, and I got a bit of woo-woo in me. I've been creating leaders for over 25 years, and I hope that this show inspires you to bring out your hidden potential and empowers you to live your passion. Let's go ahead and start today's show. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 28. Thank you very much for being here with me today. Today, I want to cover self-sabotaging behavior. What the hell is it? And why, oh, why do we do it? So basically, what self-sabotage is, is when you are actively or subconsciously doing things that prevent yourself from being happy, that present or prevent you from reaching your goals. It can prevent you from having a healthy relationship. It can prevent you from uh, living a life of health and fitness. You know, it's all this little self-sabotage things that you're doing. The funny thing is, is it's very common. And it's one of those cycles that when you get in, um, it just, it's like this repeating thing. You, you know, it's like, I'm hungry, so I eat. I eat, so I'm hungry. But then at the same time, you're eating the wrong foods because you're in a hurry. You know, all, all these different things. And all of a sudden you feel like, okay, I just gained 30 pounds. Why? Uh, so it helps to lower your self-confidence, your self-worth, your uh, level of worthiness. It also makes you feel stuck. You know, it, I've heard somebody say the other day, all I do is work and sleep. What kind of life is that? Well, it's all self-sabotage. That person is not making the choices to change, to go out and have a meaningful, fulfilled life because they're just happy being miserable. It, it's that, that whole form of self-sabotage that we're doing. So a lot of self-sabotage just comes from a lack of belief in yourself or low self-esteem, listening to someone else say that you're not, you know, worth anything. Um, it, it, it sucks. Sometimes it turns to substance abuse. You know, I've worked with a lot of addicts over the years. Um, it, it can be anything like that. It can be food addictions. It can be, uh, it can even be just procrastination. You could be so successful in many ways, but you just are a big time procrastinator and you don't know why, but you're still successful. So it doesn't really bother you. But the truth is, is how successful would you truly be if you would stop self-sabotaging by procrastinating? So those are the things that, you know, I really want, want to try and address today, you know, things that we can do to overcome this, how we can identify it. The most common thing that I found in my coaching is committed relationships or committing to a relationship. And that can be with either a friendship or a husband, wife, or a family member, any kind of relationship like that. There is so much self-sabotage that keeps us from the connection that we truly want. You, you know, it goes with forgiveness. It goes with all these different things that, you know, somebody did me wrong and I'm going to hold a grudge for the next 50 years because that's just important. However, if you could forgive and move past then you could lead a more healthy, fulfilling life. So again, you're self-sabotaging. I, I, I have so many people that I've talked to over the years who think that forgiveness is a sign of weakness. What the fuck? No, no way is forgiveness weakness. In no way. And I, and I want you to think about that, what, what that means. Because you have to start by forgiving yourself. 
we all have done some stupid ass things in our life. We've all done things that we regret. We've all done things that we've hurt people. Or we, you know, we hurt ourselves accidental on purpose, whatever, but we did it. So what you do is you learn from it. Okay. I did this. I hurt someone who was helping me. They put out their hand and I fucking bit it. And it was 10 years ago. And I still feel guilty about it. Okay. You got to forgive yourself. You got to move on and realize, you know what? You are not that person anymore because you feel remorse because you feel guilty about it. That shows that you're not that, that person anymore. So give yourself a fucking break and forgive yourself because that's what you need to do in order to heal, in order to stop self-sabotaging. But instead you carry around, well, I don't want anybody to help me or I'm going to keep people at arm's length because all I do is hurt them in return. And because of who I am now, I don't want to hurt them. So I'm not going to accept help. Self-sabotage. Okay. It's a complete lack of self-worth because you are not forgiving yourself because you made a boneheaded mistake. We all make mistakes. We all do the best we can at the certain time and point in our life when these things happen. Sometimes we do very well and we're proud of ourselves. Sometimes we just don't. We're human. We make mistakes. Our ego takes over. Our, Our impulses take over. Our emotions take over. Sometimes we don't have all the correct information. Sometimes we're manipulated. Whatever the reason, it doesn't matter. You did this. You can't take it back, but you can apologize if you did it to someone else. But the biggest thing is you have to forgive yourself for doing it. When you can forgive yourself, you're raising your self-worth, you're raising your self-esteem, you're raising your self-confidence. But if you constantly tell yourself that you're not smart enough, that you're not qualified enough, that you're not good enough because of something, then that just goes to show you that you're not forgiving yourself. It has to start there because you can't forgive others until you truly forgive yourself. And you are worth that. You are worth so much in this life. And, and it frustrates me and it pisses me off so much when I find someone and they're so small because they feel like they're nothing, you know, and then they come to me for help and then they're resistant to the help that I'm trying to give and the teachings that I'm trying to do and the healing that I'm trying to do. And it all has to come from them. Like I will, I will be the guide. I will teach you how to heal yourself, but I can't do the work for you. And that's a lot of, of how my, my coaching practice is because if someone wants an easy answer, they want that magic pill, uh, pill I don't do that. You come to me, you're going to work. You're going to cry. You're going to be uncomfortable. It, it's it's going to be hell. I admit it. Okay. I, I am not one of these fuzzy life coaches with a box of tissues in their office. I think I've mentioned that before. You know, you fucking cry, you fucking cry. Okay. Bring your own tissues. That's not who I am because what I do is I go in and I'm teaching you to heal yourself. Sometimes it works to where you get it and you understand and you do the work. Other times people are like, well, why can't you make this better? Why can't you, you help this? No, you have to do the work, but I will be by your side, guiding you, helping you, 
making sure that you have everything that you need to walk through that door. But I'm not going to push you through that door. You have to walk your own path, but I will definitely be the shining light and the guide that helps you get there. So learning to increase your self-worth is, is one of the biggest things in order to, self, to stop self-sabotage. The other thing, and, and this one's kind of funny because everybody, you know, everybody always says, I want to be successful. I want to be successful. But there's a lot of truth out there that no, you don't. <laughs> um, you, you know, because that, that's like, you know, what we're growing up with. Oh, we're going to be rich. We're going to be successful. We're going to have a great career. Um, but then the idea that makes people so uncomfortable because all of a sudden there's a spotlight shined on them or there's family pressure or there's spousal pressure uh, or there's pressure, you know, from yourself. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't want people to see me. I want to be invisible. So when you want to be invisible, when, when you're, when you say, well, I'm an introvert, you know, and then you, that there's like, that's an excuse. Well, I'm an introvert, so I can't do that. Bullshit. I know so many successful introverts, it's not even funny. Okay. So using introvert is playing into that, you know, oh, I'm a victim. I can't do it because I'm an introvert. No, stop that. Okay. You have it within you to be very successful. You're just afraid of it. You're afraid of what that means. You worry that you're going to try and you're going to fail. You worry that you're going to ruin your credit. You worry that you're going to take a loan and it, it's going to, you know, you're not going to pay it. You worry that you're going to start a business and it's going to fail. Well, you know what? It probably is. Do you know how many people start businesses, entrepreneurs, or who start projects that, you know, they have a large budget and they fail? So what? You fail, you learn, you move on to the next one. You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you move on to that next project. Because if you keep doing it and keep learning from each failure, Eventually, the success is going to be there and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be real because you busted your ass for it. Success is going to lead you into eliminating that self-sabotaging behavior so that you can really have a mindset of success and gratitude and being worthy. You're going to stop doing things that stop you from achieving your goal. Another thing with self-sabotage that I've seen a lot is control. People really think that they want that, you know, they have to be in control <laughs> and, and trust me, there's so many things that we just cannot control. I always tell people that the only way that you can truly get control of your life is to give up control. And they look at me like I'm stupid. But it's, it's the truth. When you realize that you cannot control anything, you will finally gain control of your life. I used to have a client who would never let me pay him for anything. Um, he was a client slash he had his own business. So I wanted to, to work with him. And so I was like, well, let's, you know, let's do some trade. No, I don't want to do some, I don't want to do any trade. Uh, I'll just do it for free for you. And I'm like, well, I'm really not comfortable you doing it for free. Let's trade or I'll pay you. And he's like, no, 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 no. And, and it kind of bugged me. And I'm like, well, why can't we just do trade? You know, you're paying me for coaching. So I want your services. So why don't we just do trade? 
no, 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 no. I just, I, you know, you're, you're a really good person and I want to help you. So let me just do it for free. So the root cause of that, what he was doing is he wanted to stay in control because if I paid him, then I could hold him accountable for things. If I paid him, I could do things like I would be a client, a customer. So I had say, but he gave away a lot of free work to people because he wanted to be in control because he didn't want to do deadlines. He didn't want to do things certain way. He wanted to do it his way. And if he was doing it for free, then the person he was doing it for would generally back down when they had concerns or when they had changes or when they wanted to do something. And once he learned this, that he gained control by giving away free work, he kind of, he self-sabotaged and was doing that kind of stuff. And uh, (laughs) I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) So it was actually a, a good thing that it started like that with me because he was just really trying to keep that control. So when we worked together more and I taught him, he had to let go of control and just had, you know, basically just let things happen, whether he wanted them to or not, and then learn how to problem solve, learn how to adapt. Uh, He eventually worked through it. It took us probably about nine months, I think. Um, And I remember on that ninth month, because we we do our monthly check-ins. And and I just remember this day because it was September, it was my birthday uh, month. And we were talking and he was just like, I'm so different now than who I used to be because I don't care about control anymore. And, and I was like, so what was the, the biggest deciding factor? And, and for him, he was, he was just sat back and he was really quiet. And he said, well, I think it was just the point that it, it was just so exhausting to always be in control of so many different things. And when I let go of that control when I, and I wasn't so exhausted, I was able to have a, a family and work-life balance. I was able to have, I was able to go work out. I was able to do some yoga. I was, I was able to bike ride and I was able to actually enjoy my life because I gave up that control. And I, and it, it was a really great conversation. And he was like, you know, prior to you, I spent 20 years working so hard to keep everything in control. My wife, my kids, you know, my fitness, my, my, my job, everything that I literally was just letting it all slip through my fingers because now I have a very healthy marriage. I have a great relationship with my kids and, but I don't try to control things anymore. I don't want to control the outcome. I like to be surprised. And that was really, really cool. One of the other ways that we really, really self-sabotage is when we place um, blame. Oh my God, the blame game. (laughs) I, I I have somebody in my life. (laughs) <laughs> that will never, ever, ever, ever accept blame for anything. It's hysterical. I even test it. Like I, I poke the bear <laughs> because I'm like, so you did this. No, I didn't do it. Well, yeah, you know, you spilled that. Nope, I didn't spill the dog, not that out of my hand. Okay, so you were holding it. You spilled it. No, the dog, not that out of my hand. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> he lost his keys. I didn't put them there. Well, okay. Nobody else was home that day. <laughs> well, somebody must've found them and moved them. Cause I never put them there. I always put my keys in the same spot. Never, 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 never accepts fault for anything that he does. And it drives me insane. And, and I'm 52 years old. I've done them all my life. And it's very frustrating. 
<laughs> but it's it's funny too because it's just one of those things where it's like okay so what i'm going to do is just make sure that i identify that in people that i work with so when i have a client and i notice that it's never their fault you know no matter what the failure was no matter what happened no matter what behavior uh was there there was never any responsibility always shifting the blame you know why did you fail well I didn't, I did, it, it didn't happen. Like I didn't make my goal because of, of John, Bill and Mike, or I didn't make my goal because Sally was sabotaging me. You know, I didn't make my goal because my team, my team couldn't make their sales numbers. It's not my fault. You know, you know, Victoria had a baby. So because she was out on leave, I didn't make my sales goals this month. It's not my fault. Oh, I can't even tell you. I think, I think that's probably the hardest one. You would think that self-worth would be the hard one for, for me as a coach. No, it's, it's that blame game. And sometimes it can be very vicious. Uh, so, you know, work, working on that with someone is, it's, it's crazy and, and it's hard. So if you're doing this kind of shit, if you never take responsibility for your own actions, stop it. Okay. If you want to be in control all the time, let go. If you're afraid of success, I'm telling you, please, please, please step out of your comfort zone and enjoy the goodness and the abundance that's meant for you. If you feel you're not worthy, bullshit. You are worthy. I swear to you what you are. You know, there are some people, you don't even know me. You're just listening to me. But I'm telling you, you are so freaking wonderful. You are so unique. You are so different that this world needs you and you are worthy of so many good things. I don't care who has fucking beaten you down. Take back your power and don't let them hurt you like that anymore. Don't let people tell you that you suck or that you can't or that you're stupid or that you're too fat or you're too short or you're too ugly. Fuck them. Fuck them. Okay. You are special. You are unique. You have the, a piece of God within you. You have the God spark. Respect your soul cube, okay? Respect you. I hit a little bit on um, fear of success. One thing I didn't talk about was fear of failure. You know, I, I think I might have missed a little bit, but fear, fear of failure is definitely one thing that people are you know, they self-sabotage with because you're thinking, well, I'm not good enough. You know, if I try and do this um, and I fail, people are going to talk about me. I care more about what other people think than I actually care about succeeding. I care more about what people think than I believe in my abilities. I care more about what others think of my failure than I do of realizing how successful I can truly be. I want to succeed, but I'm afraid that I won't. That is a very, very strong way to self-sabotage. And, and I need you to, to think about this, and I need you to not do it. A lot of people who self-sabotage, they never, well, I won't say never. They, self-care is a not a priority. You know, they don't take the time to do other, you know, to do things for themselves. They don't relax. They work nonstop. 
um, they let others do do things like in their family. If you have one person who lets everybody do stuff that they never, but this person doesn't, self sabotage. He's not prioritizing self care. She's not prioritizing self care. And then whenever there's a fight, that person becomes a martyr. Oh, well, you guys get to have a life, but I don't get to have one. Yeah, that's fun. Okay. Again, self-sabotage, not prioritizing self-care. When you procrastinate, self-sabotage. When you you avoid doing what you know has to happen, self-sabotage. When your thoughts are negative... Self-sabotage. Okay, when you're thinking negatively about yourself, negatively about a problem, negative about a solution, you're self-sabotaging. Because you're not, you, you know, you're, you don't have that hope. You don't have that problem solving going on in your life. Like, hey, I can do this. I can do this. You're not reaching out for help. And that's something that I really want you to think about. One of the most realistic ways to know that you are self-sabotaging. And this is an easy, easy thing. Is, is instant gratification your number one goal in life? <laughs> and what I mean by that is, do you like things done instantly? Or can you wait? The instant gratification of getting a milkshake because, oh my God, it's good. It tastes good. It's wonderful for, for you know, five minutes out of immediate, the flavors are just amazing. That's instant gratification when you're, you know, when you're trying to be healthy. Then you got to work even harder to get it off. Instant gratification of buying things. Oh my God, you know, shopping, retail therapy. Instant gratification. You know, when I have someone who is self-sabotaging and they're, they're really in this instant gratification, I won't let them buy things for three days. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bitch because they're like, oh, I want this. I was like, okay, well, if you want it, so let's write it down. And then three days from now, we're going to talk about it. And if you still want it, then you can buy it. It's like, that's not funny, Dave. And it's like, no, that's what we're going to do. And I can tell you nine times out of 10, they don't want it three days later. You know, we'll pull stuff up. Like they'll send me links of stuff they want to buy. And I'm like, nope, three days, three days. And then we talked during our next session and I'm like, okay, so. You know, do you still want this? Uh, well, no, not really. You know, I, I kind of think about it. It's probably a waste of money or, you know, no, I don't want this. And, you know, and then I look and we went through it one time and I saved somebody like $425 and they're like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to raise my fucking rates. <laughs> look at all the money I'm saving you. So it's just, it's, it's stuff like that. That's just so, so interesting to, to really think about. Uh, when you are exhibiting these types of behaviors, what can you do? So once you identify, what is it that you can do? What What is it that you can do to not be self-destructive? So what I like to do is um, to overcome this stuff is it, it does come down to some journaling. You, you really need to like sit down and write down what your behaviors are and what the opposite of that would be. So I had somebody once who wrote down on the left side of the column, they're like, well, you know, I procrastinate. So on the right side, it's like, okay, so if you didn't procrastinate this one day, what would you have gotten done? 
you know, so we looked at their to-do list that they had written down and we looked at their to-do list um, and, and we decided how much of that was procrastination. And it ended up being four key things that could have gotten done if they didn't procrastinate. So I said, okay, so what would it look like if you would have gotten these four things done today? And this was like an end of night check-in and all. And she was like, wow, if I would have gotten those four things done today, I would be able to go to, go to sleep without any stress. I would feel accomplished and I would have just had a really, really good day. So it, it's, it's things like that, that will, will kind of help out, if, you know, that left side, right side list thing. That's an oldie, but a goodie. You know, a lot of coaches use that tool, but it really, it really does work. It, it's one of the things that I've seen help a lot of people when you do that. So, you know, if you put down what the obstacle is, like what was the immediate gratification that you got today on the left side? Okay. So if you didn't have that immediate gratification for these three things on the left side, what would your day have been like? What would you have done? One person wrote down once they, they, um, they bought tires. Like it was like an instant thing. Like they're like, I need tires. They got online and they just bought it. And then four or five hours later, they looked and they found the tires like, like three or four hours cheaper, um, for his truck. And if he just had waited, if he'd done a little bit of research, if he didn't need that instant gratification of, I get it done. Um, you know, so it, it's little things like that, that we always want to make sure that we try to get rid of those, those feelings and that belief of what that is. And, and that's a lot of what it is. It's just limiting beliefs. It's worthiness, self-care, all these things that makes making it to where you have to prioritize yourself. When you prioritize yourself, you are going to boost your self-confidence. You are going to be better equipped to face life if you just prioritize yourself. Be selfish. That is one of the biggest things I tell people. You need to fucking be selfless because you've been selfless so much in your life. Because generally the kind of clients that I attract, the kind of people that come into my orbit for me to help them, are generally kind, wonderful people who are very selfless. They don't have boundaries. They help everyone. And they're a lot of times they're just like dried husks because they've been used so much. And these are my leaders. That's what's said. I have leaders who run incredibly powerful businesses, but because they help, help, help others, they don't take care of themselves. You know, they're, they're working in jobs where they want to help their boss. They want to make themselves look good for this promotion. You know, they help their wife, they help their kids, they help their family. They're helping their, their team. They're good people. They're good leaders, but they do not take care of themselves. They self-sabotage themselves. And then after two or three years of doing all this, there's just burnout. And then they, then they find me and, and we do a big course correction. And that's how I work. And that's what makes it fun. So stop procrastinating, stop with the immediate gratification, start loving yourself, start caring for yourself, do things that are fun, stop avoiding things that you need to know to, that you know that you need to do, have some hope, get rid of those negative thoughts, get rid of the fear of failure, get rid of control, get rid of the fear of success. What else do I talk about? Um, oh. 
Blame. Stop playing the blame game. So that is one of the, the biggest things that I could, could do and that I could help you with. I hope this helps. This was a fun episode. I get a little passionate at times. I hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you later.